We're here with Gil Starkey, who is the 2010 chairman of the St. Elias Mediterranean Festival. And Gil, to start out, tell us a little bit about the uh, history of the St. Elias Orthodox Church and about the history of the Mediterranean Festival. Oh, sure. Uh, the church was founded in the early to mid-30s. I think it was about 1934 by primarily Lebanese immigrants. But from the beginning, the vision was to be not just an Antiochian Orthodox Church, but to be more pan Orthodox. So we've we've had people uh, traditionally a good representation of people from Orthodox lands all over the world as members of our parish, uh, pretty much from the beginning. And that that's the way it is today. We have probably six or seven language groups spoken in this parish. It's it's really it's really fun with the Romanians and Bulgarians and Russians and Greeks and, and Palestinians and Lebanese and Eritreans. We just have uh, a lot of people. It's a truly uh, diverse congregation. It, it, so it's fitted, it has worked in well with the vision of this, the original setting. And the Mediterranean Festival evolved uh, from some early Lebanese sit-down dinners. Some of the founders wanted to just open up the, to the society, to, to Austin, and, and give them a little insight into um, Lebanese culture and traditions. And they started out with a Lebanese sit-down dinner. And that grew, and they went to multiple seatings. And I think when they got to about three seating, seatings in a night, they said, wait a minute, we've we got to be able to accommodate more people and it moved outside. And so now we have this outdoor festival every year and it's, it's uh, regularly attended by several thousand people from the Austin area. And you mentioned the uh, pan-Orthodox nature of uh, St. Elias Orthodox Church. A lot of those cultures also seem to be celebrated specifically as part of the festival. Yes, they are. We, we would really like to see samplings of every culture that's in our church. There's a couple of prominent ones that we don't have. There's uh, many folks from the, from the Russian community, but we really don't have any Russian presence here. One could argue that it's not uh, a Mediterranean country, but I would say, hey, you know, the alphabet is Cyrillic, it's based on Greek, and Greek is about as Mediterranean as you can get. So uh, they made it under my, my criteria. But there's, there's a, just about everybody else uh, is represented here, and that's great. And you could see the same thing similarly about the uh, Eritrean community as well, yes. which is not necessarily geographically Mediterranean, but there's a lot of uh, Orthodox uh, presence in Eritrea. Exactly. Large percentage. And uh, in the neighboring country of Ethiopia, of course, I think all of our folks here all of our families are actually air trained. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's that tie, and people sure do enjoy their food, I do. <laughs> and uh, I, I've tried some of the food here at the festival as well, and I have to say it's really quite good. Uh, so what are some of the foods that were available at this year's festival, and uh, were they all prepared by volunteers? Most of them were, yes. Um, the, well, since we've been talking about Eritreans, I'll start with that. We have traditionally offered a, offered a sampling, a sample plate of Eritrean food. And in addition to that, of course, there's, there's Greek food, the gyros and, um, and, and things of that nature, that pitas, and of course, all the Kalamata olives, olives and feta and all that. So we have re good representation in the food by the, by the Greek uh, community and by the Middle Eastern uh, especially as well since our roots go there. So we have kafta that's being served and, and tabbouleh, hummus, and a number of, of similar Mediterranean delights, including many uh, desserts that originate in the 
Palestinian or Lebanese area. In addition to that, we have a large Romanian population here in the parish, and we have a Romanian sampler, and this year we're also selling a la carte for uh, the Romanian food, and that is also something that's very, very popular. And what were some of the other attractions uh, at this year's festival? We always like to have music, and we always want to have, every year that I've been associated with this, we've always had a Greek band, not always the same band. This year we have one that's more or less local uh, from Colleen. That's pretty local compared to where we have sourced some, some of our Greek bands. And we usually have some type of Palestinian music as well. And we're doing that again this year with a uh, Pal Palestinian uh, DJ and performer. He actually is, is more than just a record spinner. He, he is a performer. He'll get out there with his drums and sing, and, and he really gets the uh, audience dancing. Dancing is a big part of this festival. I think some people come just for the music and dancing. So we do Greek dancing, traditional Greek dancing, various Palestinian dances. We teach those for a five-week period free of charge here at the church just so people can learn some dancing, some of the traditional dancing, and really enjoy the festival that much more. And we always lead up to the festival about four or five weeks of those, those uh, classes. Um, so that that is a big part. And, you know, with the food, the, the song and dance, those are some of the big things. We have some, some things for the children to do. It is a family-friendly event. This is not a children's event. So it's, it's not as though we focus on having a big draw for the kids. But there are things here for the kids to do that they really enjoy, face painting, things of that nature. And when does preparation for the festival begin? And how many people volunteer their time and efforts into putting it together? Uh, very good question and a, and a hard one for me to answer despite the fact I'm the chairman this year. There are a number of leadership positions. I've not even actually counted the ones that, that are involved this year that have to be in a leadership manner, 25 or 30 people at least, taking leadership roles in this. The volunteers number in the hundreds. It takes a lot of people because we do have 46,000 guests every year. So it takes a lot of people to be able to prepare for that and serve them. So it's a Basically, the whole parish gets involved. And I know there's just a lot of volunteers out on the grounds during the festival helping out in, uh, in a number of different ways. And are most of the members of the uh, congregation? Most are, not all. We have some people that are, are from just from the Austin community, not even Orthodox, but they have enjoyed themselves so much in the past, they volunteer every year and just come back to, to uh, participate. And a lot, of young a lot of young people as well. Absolutely. We have a very large young uh, population in the church, many from, from children all the way up through college students, and uh, anyone that's old enough to work is usually out there uh, helping out. You mentioned a little bit about the turnout. What was turnout like for this year's festival? Uh, well, we're <clears throat> excuse me, we're halfway through it now. Uh, we're about to open the gates for Saturday night. So I can only look back on preliminary numbers from uh, last night, which was encouraging because it was a little better turnout than we had last year. And our, our concern in both last year and this year was the effects of a down economy. We certainly saw that last year. But hopefully what we saw last night is showing us a bit of a rebound from that. So hopefully we'll have a good turnout tonight and, and have a 
more folks come than we did last year. And it certainly did look like a very uh, good turnout uh, last night. I was here for uh, almost the entire time. Oh, excellent. Uh, and uh, it was getting more and more crowded, especially on the dance floor uh, as the night went on, all the way until just before closing time, uh, the, the dance floor was packed, which was uh, made for a very uh, entertaining evening, I thought. Absolutely, and that's that observation I think you would see carry through tonight. There's another highlight of this year that I want to mention, and it's only tonight. Uh, Holy Transfiguration Greek Orthodox Church here in Austin has uh, some dance, has two dance troops, one of elementary school uh, children and one of high schoolers. The elementary school kids always dress up in traditional uh, Greek uh, folk uh, attire, and they're going to come tonight and perform, both of those groups are going to perform here, uh, some Greek dances for, for the audience, and we'll that, I'm sure that will really make the people want to get out and dance after they've, they've seen these performances. So we're extremely happy to have these two troops from Holy Transfiguration come tonight. Didn't even know that, but that sounds like it will be uh, very, very interesting. Looking I'll, forward to it, absolutely. I'll stick around for that. Great. So, Gil, I wish you luck with the rest of the festival this evening, and uh, thank you for taking the time to speak with Austin Hellenic Radio. My pleasure and honor. Thank you, Michael, and good to meet you. Thank, Thank you. you for this opportunity.